The year is 2022. It's a crisp fall Monday morning. You work remotely and have a few hours of meetings ahead of you. So first, coffee and some food. You put on the kettle and toast a breakfast sandwich. The label reads, vegan, non-GMO. The company that makes it has gone carbon neutral, meaning it's invested in various environmental programs to offset the emissions it produces. These eggless sandwiches are cheaper than the real eggs you used to buy. Sure, one sandwich accounts for a whopping 50% of your daily sodium count, but it's got 23 grams of protein, so it seems like a decent trade-off. As you wait for your water to boil, you remember to schedule an appointment for your annual flu shot. This year, you're eligible for a universal mRNA flu vaccine. Unlike the flu shots of yesteryear, this one will provide protection against multiple strains, keeping you healthy even when cold season peaks. Once the coffee is done, you log on to your video conference portal and switch to a better-looking background. Suddenly, you're transported from a dark closet office to the island of Capri. This takes care of the clutter behind you, and your coworkers will envy your tropical, albeit artificial, escape. This is a routine many of us do every day. Yet hardly any of us stop to think how important, even consequential, a lot of these things are. From what we eat, to the technology we rely on, and where it comes from. The truth is, an odd mixture of artificiality and conventionality already coexist in our daily lives, and we barely notice it. The question is, will it transform humanity or send us on a downward spiral? Welcome to Conspiracy Theories, a Spotify original from ParCast. Every Monday and Wednesday, we dig into the complicated stories behind the world's most controversial events and search for the truth. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. And neither of us are conspiracy theorists. But we are open-minded, skeptical, and curious. Don't get us wrong. Sometimes the official version is the truth. But sometimes it's not. You can find episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Over the course of four episodes, we are taking you through some of the most controversial technologies in development today and the ways they could destroy or revolutionize humanity. We'll be examining both the pros and cons of what might be possible, from transhumanism to automation, artificiality, and the metaverse, We'll ask questions like, will mind uploading allow us to live forever? Or will sharing our most intimate thoughts make us vulnerable to sophisticated hacks? Can bioengineering our children eradicate deadly conditions? Or will it create more of a divide between the classes? And will artificial intelligence lead to a world without manual labor? Or will the rise of AI mean the downfall of our species. Today, we're taking a look at artificiality, all the non-natural matter that fills our world. We'll dive into a few industries where artificiality is poised to make major changes in the coming decades, including alternatives to conventional meat, bioengineered organs, and synthetic pharmaceuticals. 
Then we'll discuss what we can expect to see and possibly benefit from in a world that's becoming less organic every single day. The future may be hypothetical, but that means we still have time to dictate the outcome. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. It go down. It go down in the deal. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. On the most basic level, artificiality is anything humans intentionally manufacture or highly process beyond its original state. It can describe an object, chemical, or food that doesn't typically occur in nature. Here's a quick example. Honey and maple syrup are natural sweeteners. Aspartame and high-fructose corn syrup, which are in everything from Oreos to barbecue sauce, are not. As the Scientific American found in 2020, quote, Roads, houses, shopping malls, fishing vessels, printer paper, coffee mugs, smartphones, and all the other infrastructure of daily life now weigh in at approximately 1.1 trillion metric tons, equal to the combined dry weight of all plants, animals, fungi, bacteria, archaea, and protists on the planet. Meaning, we're inundated by our own creations. And while that may sound ominous, artificiality isn't entirely good or bad. It's both. Because, on one hand, artificiality has given us things that have improved our lives, like toothpaste, gasoline, medicine, even air conditioning. But on the other hand, it has unintended consequences. Some of these synthetic creations are actually worse for our health and our environment. Either way, it seems clear that artificiality, from food to infrastructure to medicine, is here to stay. It exists because there's both a need and a demand for it. As to what's fueling that demand, we don't have to look much further than our own stomachs. Let's face it, America loves fast food. Over the past five decades, fast food has tightened its grip on the restaurant industry. In 2021, 
Fast food chains across the country raked in $278 billion in revenue. That's a lot of wings, tacos, fries, and of course, burgers. If the 1980s and 90s were the age of the hamburger, the 2000s onward have become the era of the plant burger. Plant-based meats are a very convenient and honestly delicious artificial creation entering the zeitgeist. You've probably come across them by now. Beyond Beef and Impossible Burgers are on the menus at Burger King, White Castle, Del Taco, and available in grocery aisles across America. Even heavy-hitting names in the poultry industry, like Tyson and Purdue, are touting their plant-based sausage, ground meat, and chicken options. Beyond Meat CEO Ethan Brown was one of the first people to see a hole in the market. After growing up near a farm, he couldn't stomach eating animal protein any longer. He realized the most pivotal change he could make was in disrupting the meat industry. He wanted to create a burger people would love, one that respected animal welfare and had comparable health benefits to traditional beef. His industry has exploded over the past 10 years and continues to grow. According to Bloomberg, Plant-based meats are expected to capture 7.7% of the world's protein market by 2030 and be valued at over $162 billion. Given that the global poultry market is currently valued at about $350 billion, an industry that's taken hundreds of years to develop, these nascent plant-based companies are closing in fast. While today's artificial substitutes bill themselves as cutting-edge, they're also building on a centuries-long tradition. The history of vegetarian meat can be traced back to the Song Dynasty in 10th century China. Mock meat, usually made from cultured soy or wheat proteins, has thrived across Chinese, Taiwanese, and Korean cuisines for hundreds of years. For America specifically, though, plant-based diets have seen a considerable uptick in the last 30 years. According to news website The Beat, over 9 million Americans now identify as plant-based eaters, a number that started at just 300,000 in 2004. The desire to cater to plant-based diets has allowed meat alternatives to seep into Michelin restaurants and food trucks across the country. One of them is LA's neon pink food truck called Vegan AF. Vegan AF founder Chanel Goodson felt a lot of plant-based street food options were boring and bland. So in 2021, she put her own spin on classic comfort foods. Dishes on the truck's menu, like cheeseburger egg rolls and loaded Nashville fries, are often rounded out by a generous dose of Beyond Meat or Beliefs vegan shrimp. But not all chefs are sold on giving up conventional meat for plant-based products, which is why, to increase availability, some are interested in having their meat grown. Mosa Meat is a full-scale operation currently underway in the Netherlands, growing the type of ground beef you'd expect to find at the grocery store. Instead of butchering animals, the meat is created in the lab's reactor. They start with a small sample of flank tissue from healthy cows. Then they isolate stem cells and use an incubation machine to grow and multiply the fat filaments and muscle cells. 
Once there's enough mass, the fat and muscle are reintegrated to create the final product. Different names float around the industry, but it's often called lab-grown meat, cell-based meat, or cultivated meat. So far, lab-grown chicken has received a lot of publicity. You might have seen celebrity chef David Chang sample it on his recent series, The Next Thing You Eat. Singapore's famed 1880 restaurant debuted the company's chicken on its menu in December 2020. Singapore is actually one of the first nations in the world to approve lab-grown meats for sale. Operations across the planet are racing to develop their own versions of lab-grown poultry, beef, pork, and seafood. Early estimates suggest that the global cell-based meat industry could reach $25 billion by 2030. The hype has certainly captured our attention. About 80% of U.S. and U.K. residents polled in 2022 said they'd give cell-grown meat a try. And unsurprisingly, the enthusiasm for growing products in a lab doesn't end with meat. Because bioprinting organs is the next burgeoning front of artificiality. A lab at Wake Forest University's Institute for Regenerative Medicine has been cultivating various kinds of human tissue for over a decade. Their goal is to make replacement tissues and organs more accessible to everyone. Currently, waiting for an organ transplant can be an extremely long and difficult process. Each year, over 100,000 people in America are placed on a list for a critical organ transplant. For New York native Yehera Gonzalez, this waiting game led to years of surgeries. After her first kidney transplant failed, a second transplanted kidney from her brother was also rejected. Ultimately, she waited another two and a half years on an out-of-state donation list. But lab-grown organs could have the power to change stories like Yehera's. As research by Yale's School of Medicine explained, quote, the goal of 3D bioprinting is to reproduce a functioning tissue or organ with its natural microenvironment and architecture that can mimic the original organ and eventually can be used to replace or assist it. So far, the Institute for Regenerative Medicine has had success with lab-grown bladders. During clinical trials, the organs were transplanted into children with severe bladder conditions who would otherwise be on dialysis indefinitely. Take Luke Masella, one of the handful of people who've received an artificial bladder transplant. In 2004, the 13-year-old underwent a 14-hour surgery at Boston Children's Hospital to implant a new bladder that had been grown from a sample of his original bladder cells. As of 2018, Luke was just one of 10 people who'd received an artificial bladder, so these operations are still rare. But their success has fueled more research and experimentation. In 2021, bioengineers used modified 3D printers to replicate some of the complicated vascular networks that supply the body's blood vessels, liver, and lungs. Experts have also been working on bioprinting things like ears and skin, which could one day replace body parts altered by accidents, disease, or amputation. 
Lab-grown tissues certainly have their obstacles, but many scientists are working diligently to make these printers more sophisticated and address the fragility of bioprinted tissues. After all, there's a growing desire to see them succeed. Synthetic medicine has the ability to solve conditions that are historically difficult, sometimes fatal, for patients. You may not realize it, but scientists have actually been using it with great success over the last few years. One of the most significant leaps for synthetic pharmaceuticals has been the response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The unprecedented rollout of the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines was the first time many people had heard about mRNA and how it differs from vaccines of the past. Here's the cliff notes on how this technology works. We all have DNA, which instructs our cells on how to perform key functions, like producing proteins. Messenger RNA, or mRNA for short, is the conduit that carries those instructions. Unlike a conventional vaccine, like for measles or mumps, the actual antigen of the virus isn't injected in the body with an mRNA vaccine. Instead, the mRNA tells our cells to produce a spike protein that our immune system learns to attack. Should we later encounter an infection, our immune system targets the spike, usually fending off the worst of the disease. While mRNA vaccines have allowed us to confront a complex virus like coronavirus, we've actually only seen a fraction of the technology's capabilities. Currently, there's research underway to test its ability to cure diseases like multiple sclerosis, HIV, and Alzheimer's. Across all these industries, there's tremendous energy and optimism for new artificial technologies. But for every plant-based burger or lab-grown organ, there's a critic sounding the alarm about their safety and efficacy. And for good reason. As more of the world bows to synthetic materials and medicine, it begs the question, is all this artificiality sustainable? And is it safe? Some experts don't think so. In fact, many worry that artificiality's harm could outpace the good. Coming up, the truth behind burgers and boosters. Behind every missing person is a story to be told. Look closely at the details and you may just find the answers. Find the answers, find the truth. I'm Sarah Turney, host of Disappearances. Every Thursday, join me for a deeper look into history's most gripping missing persons cases, tracking timelines, analyzing clues, and piecing together as many answers as possible to find the actual truth. From the tragedies of Amelia Earhart and Charles Lindbergh Jr. to the mysterious circumstances surrounding Tierra Williams and the Iguala mass kidnapping, each week on Disappearances, we're spotlighting the stories you thought you knew and the ones you'll be shocked to discover. Because no one just vanishes into thin air. The truth is out there, waiting to be found. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast Disappearances. Listen free only on Spotify. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now back to the story. With all new products and technologies, there are trade-offs. Take plastic, for example. At the grocery store, plastic allows us to bag fresh produce, keep perishables vacuum-sealed, and swipe our credit cards at checkout. And yet, it's also tainting the world's natural wonders. This year, microplastics were found in melted snow in Antarctica, an eerie indication of just how far plastic pollution has spread. So while plastic may have given us fresher seafood at the store, it's also now in the very fish we eat. Understandably, there have been concerns about the harm artificial products will cause when we eat, transplant, and inject them into our bodies. Starting with the plant-based meat market, a Washington Post headline from 2021 aptly sums it up by calling it promising but turbulent. One of the most prominent concerns from medical professionals has been nutrition. It's still unclear whether plant-based meats are actually healthier for us, or if they're just a marketing gimmick. While they may not have trans fats like fried chicken, most plant-based proteins are still ultra-processed, with added sodium to compensate for taste. Take the Impossible Burger versus a McDonald's Quarter Pounder. Both have roughly the same amount of saturated fat, but the Impossible Burger has six times more salt. This can be problematic for some diners, as CDC guidelines advise lowering sodium intake, especially for those prone to high blood pressure. It can be taxing on the heart, leading to cardiac complications and heart disease. Plus, a study by Singapore's Institute for Food and Biotechnology Innovation found that plant-based products often lack the nine essential amino acids, things that are present in animal products like meat and eggs. While it is possible to get these amino acids on a plant-based diet, it usually requires more intentional meal planning, which can be challenging even for people with the time, money, and energy to do it. Take mega producer Rick Rubin, the powerhouse behind records for the Beastie Boys, Johnny Cash, and Adele. After two decades of not eating animal products, the 46-year-old Reuben abandoned his vegan diet. Reuben weighed around 320 pounds and relied on processed vegan foods to get through his hectic work days. But when he felt his health was in danger due to his diet, he opted for change. As he explained, quote, I was vegan for 23 years thinking that was the healthiest diet I could have, and it was killing me. Rubin's observation echoes findings from a 2016 study by the Journal of the American Osteopathic Association. It reported that plant-based diets that rely too heavily on processed foods, including alternative meats, can lead to nutrient deficiencies, degradation of bone strength, and weight gain. So while a wholesome vegan diet is definitely possible and affordable, the processed proteins of alt burgers and nuggets may be better marketed as once-in-a-while meals, rather than a one-to-one swap for conventional meat, messaging that most companies might have a hard time stomaching. 
let alone selling. However, plant-based meat suppliers believe they're more equitable and sustainable in the long term than lab-grown meats. As former Impossible Foods CEO Pat Brown said, cultivated meat is complete vaporware. Don't hold your breath. The fact is that the economics of animal cell cultures as a food production system in no conceivable way can compete with the current industry. Which there is some truth to, at least in recent years. In 2019, Just Inc.'s lab-grown chicken nuggets were priced at a stunning $50 per nugget. Lab-grown burgers have come a long way from 10 years ago. The first one cost about $330,000 to produce. But Mosa Meats burgers still may cost about $10 a patty once it hits shelves. Comparatively, a four-pack of all-beef patties might sell for just under $7 at the store today. Another issue with cultivated meat is the possibility of accelerating the issues it hopes to solve, like climate change. As a 2019 study by the Frontiers for Sustainable Food Systems explained, if the labs growing the meat produce significant CO2 emissions, these could actually outpace the current methane and CO2 emissions from ranching. But as Vox News pointed out, this particular study was modeled on a lot of shifting factors, like what energy sources are used to produce lab-grown meat on an industrial scale. The study doesn't account for new, greener methods of energy production. That said, scientists often have to guess at these unknowns in order to make their models. The lab-grown meat industry has arguably left them in the dark by staying tight-lipped about their energy use and production data. Plus, keeping costs down for cultivated meat is contingent on the price of infrastructure. Consider the stem cells and bioreactors needed to grow the product. Neither of these are cheap by food production standards. As the website The Counter explained, quote, Even at a projected cost of $450 million, one hypothetical cultured meat factory wouldn't come much cheaper than a traditional slaughterhouse, but it would produce a lot less meat. The point being, these new factories likely won't be poised to match the same level of demand as the conventional meat industry, at least not in their early years. Although we could see a world where the two markets exist side by side for quite some time, similar to gas and electric vehicles. It doesn't help, though, that lab-grown meat skeptics include some of the biggest names in the restaurant business. One of these is restaurateur Danny Meyer, CEO of New York's Union Square Hospitality Group. As he told the New York Times in 2022, quote, I'm not excited about it, but I wouldn't bet against it. I want to buy food for dinner, not a science experiment. To Meyer's point, right now, cultivated meat is poised to be an adventurous luxury only the select, wealthy few can afford. Unsurprisingly, similar concerns over equity, access, and viability apply to another industry we've touched on, lab-grown organs. As we mentioned, growing an entire human organ, like a pancreas or a lung, is an extremely complex endeavor. One doctor likened the process to creating an entire city. It's like building a car. 
you can't just assemble the engine. You need everything else, gas, brakes, transmission, etc., to support it. An organ's health depends on these other frameworks. And if any part of the chain breaks, the synthetic organ can wither and die. This also leads to a giant ethical question. Who deserves care first? For example, if one patient has cirrhosis of the liver due to alcoholism and another has cancer requiring a new lung, it's unclear how we'll decide whose needs are prioritized. It's possible that synthetic organs might, again, fall to those who can afford the cost of the care, whether that's out-of-pocket expenses or those who have better health insurance. At the end of the day, this new technology still has the potential to give a leg up to the elite. These concerns about the next frontiers of artificiality are undoubtedly valid. But one thing's clear. Scientists, researchers, and entrepreneurs are ready and willing to confront the challenges ahead. There's a sense of precaution, but also growing excitement that world-changing innovation may be right around the corner. In fact, it might even be here. In 2020, a team at Boston's Children's Hospital was able to grow both the dermis and epidermis layers of skin tissue, which produced actual human skin. It even grew hair. And on the food front, cultivated chicken has gone to bat against the real thing and held its own. In a blind taste test, Master Chef Judge Michal Ansky tasted regular chicken breast against cell-based chicken breast. No breading or sauces to mask the taste. After lingering over which was the real thing, she chose sample A, lab-grown meat. Say what you want about artificiality, but the truth of the matter is, it's becoming indistinguishable from reality. Coming up, Artificiality's Enterprising Future. Now back to the story. As we look to the future of artificiality and the industries we've explored so far, most of these developments deal with what we put into our bodies. After all, food, medicine, and healthcare are all necessary tools for our longevity. Unsettling as it may be, however, our access to these tools will probably change over the coming years, especially as climate change worsens. Take the global beef industry, for example. According to an executive director of the World Wildlife Fund, quote, half of all habitable land is used for agriculture, and three quarters of that land is used to feed and raise livestock. The more the global meat supply contributes to our carbon footprint, the more it's hurt by the same emissions it produces. In recent years, the ranching and agriculture industries have faced unprecedented inclement weather, droughts, and pests, lowering their ability to raise as many cattle as they used to. It's a snake eating its own tail. According to journalist Kevin Killow, in recent years, many cattle ranchers have shouldered an annual economic loss of 1.5% return on assets, meaning they're losing money from environmental factors like these. Which is why now, more than ever, the world is in dire need of alternative sustainable sources of protein, like lab-grown meat. 
At the most basic level, cell-based beef offers a humane solution to how cattle are raised and slaughtered. Being able to grow meat in sterile labs would vastly cut down on the number of animals living in confined feeding operations. Plus, fewer workers would be subjected to the often dusty, overcrowded conditions of these operations, which can cause asthma, rhinitis, and bronchitis, to name a few. Nearly 300 million cows are slaughtered each year for human consumption. However, Mosameed scientist Mark Post estimates only 40,000 cows would be needed to supply the entire world's lab-grown beef industry. As the World Resources Institute reported, global demand for meat will continue to skyrocket and potentially double in the next 27 years. By 2050, the UN projects the world will have nearly 9.7 billion people. And yet, at our current population of 7.6 billion, hunger and malnutrition still affect an estimated 10% of those worldwide. Growing more meat could be a critical solution to addressing this hunger crisis. Animal protein grown in the labs could also mitigate the spread of byproducts from conventional livestock farms, like animal and chemical waste, which often spread to neighboring communities. Professor and field researcher Litvin Smit, an environmental epidemiologist, found there's a strong correlation between decreased lung function and communities who live close to livestock farms, primarily because ammonia is expelled from animal waste. Growing meat versus slaughtering it also helps mitigate zoonosis, which is when animals transmit infections like salmonella and listeria to humans. If we look even further ahead, there's hope cell-grown meat could become a regular dietary staple for astronauts and scientists on space missions. In April 2022, astronauts aboard the SpaceX Axiom-1 mission began experiments on the feasibility of growing cultivated meat in space. Their goal was to see how this type of protein would perform in extreme environments, and how microgravity could impact cells originally sourced from cows back on Earth. Ultimately, if cultivated meat proves to be a success in space, it could create a closed-loop system for astronauts to feed themselves. They'd be able to grow meat comparable to what they'd eat on Earth without using unnecessary resources on missions. Which could lead to an even bigger step creating a sustainable framework for humanity to live in other parts of the galaxy. Business tycoons like Elon Musk are confident humans will be able to live on Mars by 2060, and they'll need a substantial infrastructure for food. While crops like potatoes and beans might do well in Mars soil, astronauts could also delight in cell-grown hamburgers and chicken nuggets. This spirit of innovation is one that's fueled so much of the artificial technology we've discussed. That remains especially true when we look at how synthetic vaccines and bioprinting could change the future of medicine. Let's start with the next wave of potential mRNA vaccines. As we've mentioned, they might be the answer to the diseases we've yet to cure, like multiple sclerosis, which affects an estimated 2.8 million people worldwide. For those with MS, 
Their immune systems mistakenly attack the protective myelin sheath covering the nerves in the spinal cord and brain. As of now, the only way to stop these attacks is with medicine that intentionally targets and suppresses the immune system. The problem is, immunosuppression comes with great trade-offs. Research shows those with MS are more vulnerable to infections and various complications. And this susceptibility increases the longer someone battles with MS. But thanks to artificiality, that could change. In early 2021, BioNTech announced they'd used mRNA technology on mice with autoimmune encephalomyelitis, a disease meant to mimic human MS. According to digital outlet Fierce Biotech, quote, the vaccine blocked all clinical signs of MS in mice, while control animals experienced the typical symptoms of the disease. Utilizing mRNA technology could create more effective disease-modifying therapies, or DMTs. This could allow the immune system to continue functioning properly and ward off the progression of the disease. Something like this would be revolutionary for those living with MS. The same can be said for synthetic mRNA's potential to battle other diseases, including STIs like HIV and herpes. As of March 2022, the National Institute of Health's Allergy and Infectious Diseases Unit launched Phase 1 trials of three different mRNA vaccines for HIV. An HIV vaccine would be a stunning breakthrough for communities worldwide, especially considering that eight prior vaccine trials produced no significant efficacy. HIV continues to infect about 1.5 million per year, while an estimated 37 million people currently live with the effects of the disease. Scientists are also hopeful that immunizations using mRNA technology might have an umbrella effect for degenerative conditions like dementia and Alzheimer's. Early studies indicate that patients who are inoculated may generate strong immune responses that help the brain fight inflammation. In fact, regenerative medicine may reach a point where we're actually able to test new vaccines on lab-grown organs themselves. As 3D bioprinters create more sophisticated models of human organs, we'll be able to safely test new drug therapies before beginning human trials. Not only could doctors fabricate miniature versions of hearts and kidneys, to game out how they respond to different treatments, they could also print replicas of tumors and lesions to better understand how to treat them. Bioprinting holds great potential for preventative medicine, and ultimately, it may be the solution to one of the most difficult challenges medicine faces today, a lack of viable organ donors. According to the United Network for Organ Sharing, 2021 set a record for most organ transplants done in the United States. Kidneys, livers, and hearts ranked as the top three organs needed. But the flip side is the list of people needing organ transplants is also growing rapidly, outpacing available donors. According to the Health Resources and Services Administration, nearly 100,000 Americans are currently on the waiting list for an organ donor. The World Health Organization estimated as little as 10% of the world's transplant needs are currently being met. 
Bioprinting organs could directly address this gap by printing an organ replica made from a patient's own cells. This is actually more revolutionary than it sounds, mainly because it provides a solution to the second and more complicated issue with transplants, rejections. As a 2019 study from the University of Singapore found, a third of organ transplants ultimately fail due to bodily rejection. But by growing an organ directly from a person's own cells, the likelihood of the body triggering an immune response against the transplant plummets. If effective, this technology could also heal smaller sections of the body, like tissue damaged by a heart attack. Similarly, regenerative tissue transplants could help restore and rehabilitate spinal cord injuries, nerve cells affected by Parkinson's disease, and congenital conditions. Ultimately, technology like this could allow us to be with our loved ones for longer. And perhaps, artificiality is what will keep us healthy, vibrant, and ourselves for a greater period of time. One thing is certain. In the future, we can expect to forego more of what we've long considered natural. From food to goods to medicine, what we consider our basic needs for survival are changing. It's possible that in a few decades, it's going to be easier to live inside augmented versions of reality through our headsets, phones, and computers versus the world we've always known. Sound complicated? Maybe even a little scary? Then join us next time as we venture into the next frontier of future tech, the metaverse. Thanks for tuning in to Conspiracy Theories. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode. You can find all episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Until then, remember, the truth isn't always the best story. And the official story isn't always the truth. Conspiracy Theories is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Michael Motion with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Nick Johnson, Trent Williamson, Freddie Rivera, and Carly Madden. This episode of Conspiracy Theories was written by Mackenzie Moore, edited by Lori Gottlieb and Kate Gallagher, fact-checked by Haley Milliken, researched by Bradley Klein, and produced by Bruce Katovich. Conspiracy Theories stars Molly Brandenburg and Carter Roy. Hi, listeners. I'm Sarah Turney, host of Disappearances. In 2020, I used social media to help bring justice to my sister Alyssa's nearly two decades-long disappearance. Now, every Thursday, I'm exploring the many reasons people disappear and finding that the truth may be even harder to locate than the person. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast Disappearances. Listen free only on Spotify.